Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. Welcome back to Radio KBPV, and uh, welcome in particular to our Tombstone Tours of 2023. And uh, if you've been following the podcast, you know that through the spring and summer of this year, we've been presenting last year's uh, Tombstone Tours that we did at the Pioneer Cemetery here in Pincher Creek. And uh, you know that we've also been promoting... Um, what our plans were for this summer's tombstone tour, which was not actually in a graveyard. It was on the grounds of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village itself. So uh, this naturally was a virtual tour, not uh, exactly in a cemetery, but uh, we had representations of uh, a selected local pioneers and uh, historical characters who made significant trailblazing contributions to our frontier settlement but who had passed away elsewhere. Uh, I am uh, speaking about this right now as a matter of introduction to our tombstone tours which of course will be episodic and will be divided into 16 episodes that you will hear on Radio KBPV every Saturday morning for the next 16 weeks or so. So that should keep you going through the fall. So for our second episode, we continue with uh, Farley uh, with again, our uh, erstwhile curator of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village and organizer of tonight's event. He's going to speak on Michael Phillips, also known as Michelle Phillips, of the Michelle B.C town site that you may be aware of in the Crow's Nest Pass. Uh, Born 1840, died 1919. He was the first non-native explorer of the Crow's Nest Pass in 1873. And of course, uh, again, the reading is by Farley in front of John George Kootenay Brown's cabin. So here's Farley. And then our second person that we're talking about is Michelle Phillips who some people refer to as Michael Phillips. And Michael Phillips, Michelle Phillips, was also another explorer in this area, except he was like Kootenay Brown and some of the others. He came over on his own. And he was born in uh, England and passed away in uh, the Cranbrook area in 1919. And he was a fur trader. He worked for the Hudson Bay Company uh, at, uh, in the uh, Cranbrook area worked at Fort Steele, worked at a variety of different areas, and he's a fur trader and a prospector. And he hung out with people like Kootenay Brown. He knew William Fernie, who is the, one of the founders of, uh, of the Fernie District, 
and a lot of the early people in there. And, but he was footloose and fancy free, and made a little bit of money with his prospecting <coughs> and his fur trade, and decided to explore, do some of the exploring. He did it in reverse order geographically. Most of the explorers went from the east to the west, like, like uh, um, uh, Blakiston did, but he decided to come from the Cranbrook area and the Fort Steele area and come east. And he was the one that, that was the very first one that come over the Crow's Nest Pass. And that was in 1873. So this presentation or this year's Talking Tombstone marks the 150th anniversary of Michael Michelle Phillips's travels across the west. And so he came through the Crow's Nest Pass, who, which had been hitherto not extensively explored by non-native peoples nor by the natives themselves. And, uh, according to the native folklore and history, they had a, very much a disconcern about using the pass because they considered it to be spooked. They thought Turtle Mountain moved. They thought the uh, terrain was too rough with around Crow's Nest Lake and different factors like that. So they, didn't, they too didn't use it. Uh, Michelle Phillips uh, explored the pass and was looking for one thing in particular, the resources in the pass. So he, he and his colleague John Collins, who was uh, also an early explorer and a trader in that area, uh, came up the western side, noted the area for its coal, and abundance of coal that made recommendations that could be exploited for commercial use. Also advocated a railway system up here. They went way up the Elk Valley and further north, and then came back uh, into the Crow's Nest Pass. Their claim to fame was pointing out how far the buffalo came. And they were able to track down buffalo hair on the trees and uh, as far west as, Cam as Crow's Nest Lake. And, that's why we have the buffalo hideout there with the coat, is because uh, that represents some of the uh, history that they said. So they were able to prove that the buffalo came that far west. They come out uh, uh, into the area. Their arrival was 30 years before the Frank Slide, and then they came out into the into the Pincher Creek areas, explored around here. They visited with members of the Blackfoot Confederacy and uh, uh, talked to them. They also made special notes of the landscape around here, possibly for ranching areas, made notes of the topography around the uh, uh, Porcupine Hills and so forth. And uh, while they didn't make any maps or anything like that, they were quite impressed with the area. In 1911, when uh, uh, Phillips was about 61 years old, he wrote his, re uh, his memories in one of the back issues of the Cr uh, Cranbrook Herald, which is the newspaper in the area. And that's the basis of what he recorded for the for the history books was there, was in there. So that was what we recorded back then. So, and then he vamoosed down to. Uh, uh, no, he actually passed away in, in in the Cranbrook area. So, Todd was uh, was the town of Michelle named after him? The yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is one of the old coal mining communities on the west side of the Crow's Nest Pass. So, yeah. That was the town that was noted for its very dirty coal, but clean laundry that was always hung up in the uh, lines outside and all that. I remember that from the 60s. So. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village. 
This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenay is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum, or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.